Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Hey everybody, welcome in to Next Round Preps. John Lunsford, Jerry Young here. And Jerry, this is the final week of region play for most teams. We like to call it uh, Hoover Week, working for Thompson, because, you know, typically this is a week that a lot of the games we're going to talk about upcoming this week are uh, you know, region title games. Not so much the case in 7A Region 3. Thompson locked it up last week. We'll get to that game here in a second. But this is when it really gets to the, the fun stuff. I already kind of had the brackets laid out. I'm just waiting for all the pieces to fall into place. Yeah, I'm going to let you do most of the talking today because these brackets and, you know, what you do, bracketology, is so much fun. I get compliments on it or comments on it all the time about why isn't so-and-so in here, why isn't this team over here. But the way it works out, and, you know, talking about Hoover Week with Thompson this week, which is, I think, probably the biggest game in the state, you know, ordinarily you would be saying this is for something that really means something. The game really means nothing other than bragging rights. Yeah, that's why even though it's two name-brand programs here, uh, it's really, you know, kind of falling off for being the game. I mean, obviously in yeah. 7A we're going to pay attention to it. We're going to be there on the call. But there's a lot of other games we'll get to uh, coming up that – have kind of built themselves into being game of the week because of how Hoover has fallen off this season. But Hoover's still in the playoff. We'll get to that uh, here in a second. All right, let's start down south with Jackson. Jackson has been uh, on fire down in 4A. They beat St. Michael 42-21. to They're looking really, really strong down there um, to uh, make a good run in the playoffs. They locked up the region title with the win over St. Michael and uh, Phillip River squad. And St. Michael now has to do some work to get a better seed in the playoffs. Leeds and Moody, big matchup that uh, last year was for the region title. This year, Southside Gadsden sitting there atop the region above these two. Leeds, they get a close win, 24-21. Uh, Scott Forrester handles all of our video stuff. He uh, His kids go to Moody. and He lives out in Moody. And uh, he's like, what's the line? I said Leeds by a touchdown. It ended up being Leeds by a field goal. Leeds got up 14 Nothing. Moody came back, and then uh, Leeds ended up blocking a field goal at the end to win that one big over Moody. So Moody, they have they have Southside Gaston this week though to potentially cause some chaos. I also can call, call this chaos week because most regions finish yep. out easy enough. There's always that one in every classification. I got to be like. Okay, let's go back to the tiebreakers and see what happens. Um, Demopolis, big win over Holtville to win that region title, 32-2. to uh, Winners there, Demopolis, both those teams unbeaten in their region. Uh, and then down in 5A in Region 1, UMS Wright, big winner over Citronelle, and they needed that one. They did. You know, they've lost to Gus Shores this year. They lost to BC Reigns, but they're still in it. Not Maybe not the UMS Wright uh, that we're accustomed to over the last two or three years, but... Yeah, they're playing good ball and a big win, a much bigger win than I thought they'd have over Citronette. And look, UMS Wright actually only in this position. Don't forget they lost to Viger on the field. Viger had to forfeit when they announced that Pell City forfeit. Kind of lost in the shuffle was that Viger forfeit here in the Birmingham area because everybody was, oh, Rush Probst had to forfeit a game. It's like, hey, Viger had to do that too. UMS Wright was one of those. If they didn't have that forfeit, they'd be out of the playoffs. They're still fighting for a position right now but because of that win over Citronelle. But you mentioned the other games they lost. I mean, that's a tough region. Yeah, you know, when you said that you know the hsaa announced that at the exact same time yep. and so you're right in this part of the state in central alabama we were focused in on pell city but i saw the viger but at the time you don't register well how is that going to really affect anything but here you go 
It does. There's the thing. It's kind of interesting, and and not to get into the weeds of like some of the smaller classifications we don't really pay attention to. But there's actually three regions this year that are completely thrown on their head because teams forfeited games by choice. And when you forfeit a game by choice, you lose your right to be uh, playoff eligible at that point, and it makes all of your games not count as region games. Now, one of the, those instances, I believe it was Aniston and. Cleburne County, I can't remember who it was, but there was, oh no, it was White Plains, Anderson and White Plains. White Plains, there was a shooting incident, so they canceled the football game, right. ended up, the HSA ended up uh, overturning it, let them be playoff eligible, and I've had to completely change everything. It totally changes because sometimes you win those games, sometimes you lose those games, whether they count or not, but uh, all that kind of gets lost in the shuffle of like, oh, Pell City, Rush Probes had to forfeit a game, and then right. it's like... You forget about all this other stuff that's happening in the small classifications. I never understood exactly what happened on that deal because Aniston actually forfeited, correct? Or was it White I think Plains? White, so I think it happened to Aniston. I don't remember really exactly either. Right. And White Plains canceled the game because they because were af- of, afraid of safety. Yeah, safety concerns. is like, right. hey, let's just not play the game. And everybody's like, okay. But then the AHSA took it away. Like, hey, okay, well, you're not eligible for the playoffs and your games don't count as region games anymore. And it's like, well, hold on. This was a safety thing. We weren't trying to like – back out of a game so then they reinstated it but there's actually two uh it's not and it's not for this specific reason but there's two regions in 1a that that same thing happened to so it causes a mass headache when i'm trying to do my brackets well, you know if you're looking at it that's the only thing the hsa can do because otherwise there would be situations during the year whereas okay if we forfeit this game we're going to make the playoffs no matter what yeah so they automatically forfeit well it's a good rule to have in place but i'm glad they did the right thing and it's all based on situation obviously there's a lot of situations out there and of course you know with the the social media age it gets even worse (laughs) speculating around there there's a whole scenario we can talk about right now when it comes to social media speculation uh that we won't really get into because we don't. I mean, neither one of us really even know the the whole scenario and situation with it all either. No. Um, but anyway, moving on. Let's go up to Class Six A down in Region One. Theodore big win over McGill Tulin. Theodore still technically alive for the region title. They get Saraland this week. Congratulations! You get to play against uh, arguably the best player in the state and Ryan Williams there, Mister Football from last year. But uh, McGill Tulin now uh, they still have an outside chance, but likely not going to make the playoffs down in Region One. City Lanier and Carver Montgomery both playing for that first place spot. Carver, they beat Lanier 39-21, so now Lanier having to play for third place against Wetumpka. Carver, they'll play Pike Road um, down in 6A Region 2 for the region title. Bessemer City, how about this? Bessemer City, big win over Central Tuscaloosa, 28-21. Central still alive. Bessemer City now has a win over Central and McAdory, but lost to Northridge, so that's the mass chaos kind of behind Hillcrest number one, Huey Towns number two. Uh, kind of mass chaos right there, but uh, whew, that one's all over the place too. Um, Homewood, they beat Pelham 31-21, not Pelham out of the playoffs. Homewood uh, still alive for that second seed, and they will have to play Briarwood, who fell to Ben Russell last week, 25-21. You know, Ben Russell, the only regional loss they have is to Homewood, your yeah. alma mater. And at the time, I remember back on that, I was leaning toward Ben Russell beating Homewood. Homewood, that's when they kind of woke up and went to work, so to speak. So, uh, you know, Ben Russell's a good football team, and they beat Briarwood, who is also another good football team. If you go back, Briarwood, you know, lost to Helena by three or four points. I think it was 24-21, three points, if I remember correctly. So, two good football teams. Squaring off, congratulations to Ben Russell for winning it. And Ben Russell, Briarwood, Homewood, Helena, those are your four playoff teams from that region. However, uh, they all got to play each other this week to kind of help determine seeding. We'll get to that when we get up to uh, week nine, um, which is the final week of region play for most uh, regions. 
Mountain Brook and Mortimer Jordan. Mountain Brook, they fell to Parker, so they fell back to the second seed. But now they have the second seed with a win over Mortimer Jordan, 54-14. They do play Gardendale this week. That could cause some chaos, but leaning in a Mountain Brook win there, so they would get the second seed if they get that win. In 6-8 Region 6, Clay Chaltville, they are king of that region after beating Oxford 28-14. However, in that fourth-place spot, Pinson and Shades Valley had a good game as well. Well, they did. 28-25. You know, I kind of picked Shades Valley to win that one for some reason because, well, I guess because, you know, Pinson Valley, they started out a win, loss, 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 and then win, and then loss, and then win. And I just kind of like, well, you know, it's time for a loss right there. But Pinson Valley stood up when they needed to, and they beat Shades Valley. Yeah, turning around 2-5 and five coming in, 1-3 and three in region play, end up getting a win. Even if they win out, they're still only going to be at a 500 when they get to the playoffs because they will be the four seed there now in 6-8 region, 6 behind Clay, uh, Oxford, and Center Point play this week, and then Pinson Valley will get in there in that fourth spot. Moving up to Class 7A, Mary Montgomery, they lock up the region title over Daphne, 34-7 down in Region 1. They are unbeaten uh, so far in the season, and I believe only – Central Phoenix City and Mary Montgomery are unbeaten in uh, 7A since Thompson. They're unbeaten in 7A play but lost to Clay. Um, and then uh, James Clemens ended up getting beat by Austin a couple weeks ago. So a uh, big win there for Mary Montgomery over Daphne. Daphne's still alive for the third seed right there. However, Foley, they lose 52-41 to to Davidson. They still are technically alive, but they have to cause a three-way tie, uh, I believe, to get in right now because you have Mary Montgomery, Baker, Daphne, Davidson is your fourth team as of right now uh, in my brackets, but still some games to go down there in Region 1. Up in Region 4, Bob Jones, they were looking good for that second spot, but they fall to Austin this past week. Yeah, you know, Bob Jones, just a that's a massive loss in my book. I don't know how that's really going to affect how you're going to do your bracketology, but I really, uh, I really think that Austin is a team. You know, I don't know if they're going to end up. Or I think they're going to end up maybe the fourth seed in their region. So Austin, as of right now, they're second, second. in that region, only because they have some tiebreaker wins because they they beat James Clemens, who's going to probably end up being number one, barring a catastrophe this week because they have, I think, the bottom team in that region. So I have James Clemens one, I have Austin two with that Bob Jones win. Bob Jones drops to third, and now Florence is down at fourth. I believe Florence and Spartman still have to determine that spot to see who ends up playing Thompson. But, uh, yeah, Austin, they worked their way all the way up to second place right now. Yeah, so, you know, Austin uh, can be a spoiler. That's the kind of team when I thought they were in four seed, but even in the two seed, three seed. That is a spoiler team. The Black Bears got a good football team. It is. As of right now, they'll play Vestavia in the first round as things stand right now if it were to end today. And then the winner of that game would play Thompson. So they would have a chance to potentially knock off uh, the top team there and Thompson, whoever wins that game. Uh, Moving down to Region 2, a couple of big matchups. Central Phoenix City, they lock up the region title in Region 2, 41-20 over Auburn. We've talked about Auburn's struggles this year. Still a good record overall, but with that loss now, that puts Auburn in a position where they could potentially tumble down depending on what happens this week. It's a nine-team region, so it'll actually go through next week as well. Um, But with Dothan sitting there, with Enterprise sitting there, Auburn, and Opelika still an outside chance of working their way in behind Central. That's uh, some chaos down in Region 2. Enterprise beat Opelika. That was a Thursday night game. They won 28-14 over the Bulldogs, so Enterprise looking good to make the playoffs as well. In Region 3, Vestavia, Olive Rope Mountain, no shock there, 50-0. Hoover had to kind of struggle with Chelsea there early on, but ended up pulling away big time in the second half, 41 to seven. The Bucks get the win there. 
Thompson, they beat Tuscaloosa County to lock up the region title 39-0. Once again, no real shock there. County had an eight-minute drive in the first quarter. They loved holding on to that ball. We were there on the call for that one and uh, did put any points on the board, but, boy, they loved to hold on that ball. They definitely want time of possession in that game. But the big game is seven-day region three that has now technically kept the team alive for the playoffs. That would be Spain Park upsetting Hewitt Trustville. Right, so I wrote in my notes, wow. Okay, I mean, I don't even know how – we both seen, seen those two teams play. Yeah. There is no way from what I saw that Spain Park had a chance to stay in the game with Hewitt Trustville. But they did. And not only did they stay in the game, they beat them. So, um, yeah, I just uh, – you know, Spain Park coming alive. Of course, they did get some players back that were injured. And that had a lot to do with it. So, it shows you that Spain Park – could have been more of a factor in Region 3 had they have had, you know, been at full strength. But congratulations to the Jaguars, and that, that that's one of those chaotic wins right there. Thompson beat them 55-14, uh, to 14 and they beat Hewitt 40-14. to 14. Somewhat comparable scores there, but, yeah, overall, I would have definitely thought Hewitt uh, would have been able to get the win. I had Hewitt as a big favorite in my formula here, but, uh, hey, kudos to Tim Vakakis and the Spain Park Jags for getting that big win and technically alive. However, this week Hewitt has to lose to Chelsea. Thompson has to beat Hoover, which is expected, and then Spain Park has to win uh, over Oak Mountain, which should happen. But the big one there, Hewitt and Chelsea, don't necessarily see that one happening. But then again, I didn't see Spain Park beating them either. So, so last Who week, knows? you know, we were doing our pick em on our pregame show, and I decided to take one game and step way out on just <laughs> – well, believe it or not, it came down to two games. I was either going to pick Spain Park in an upset or uh, was it Chelsea? Chelsea over Hoover. Chelsea over Hoover is an upset. I went with Chelsea over Hoover and upset. If I'd have done the other out of one hand. To down. be fair, for a little bit there in the first half, it's like, Jerry may be on to something here. And then they pulled seven, away. It was 7 wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. close in the first half, yeah, and then so. uh, Hoover pulled away. But anyway, Spain Park getting the win there. So uh, I said it was going to be a close game. I still thought you Trussell was going to win instead of Spain Park winning by 21 points. But as we move on to week nine, and we look ahead to this final week of region play for most teams, tell us about one of our great sponsors. Yeah, Shepherd Equipment's been with us all season. ShepherdEquipment.com. Shepherd, by the way, is spelled s-h-e-p-h-e-r-d shepherdequipment.com their name of their company shepherd equipment and disposal uh, they do light demo outside all outside work like tearing down a deck getting rid of an old shed you need tore down hauled off they also do land clearing they can even build you a road if you've got property and you need it cleared and you want a road built on it they can do that as well so a lot of things they do bush hogging they also have dumpsters so if you need to rent a dumpster for your business I can't tell you how good of people these are. You want to call them or go online and find out all the information. All their prices are listed right there. Shepherdequipment.com. That's Shepherd Equipment and Disposal here in Central Alabama. All right, we'll get back. We'll look ahead to week nine of the high school football season. It's the 10th overall week. We'll take a look at some of the big matchups. Some big matchups for region titles coming up this week that we know will officially settle some regions. And a lot of playoff spots still up for grabs, plus our Milo's Player of the Week. When we get back right here on Next Round Preps. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment, which is brain changes that are starting to interfere with your life? Did you know researchers have proven that these brain changes can be slowed down or reversed in many people that routinely exercise their brain? At the Karen Thrive Foundation, we specialize in helping you understand the specific areas of the brain that have changed and develop a brain health plan, including cognitive exercises, adaptive approaches, and helpful technology to proactively stay ahead of your brain wellness. 
Visit www.karenthrive.org for more information. We've partnered with Who Is Coffee to create the next round blend. Available in light, medium, and dark roast. 100% Arabica beans. Specialty coffee roasted on demand. Available in whole bean or ground for drip pods. Espresso and coarse ground for French press. Go to nextround.store to get a link to pre-order today. Everyone that pre-orders will be entered to win a prize pack with coffees, shirts, hats, and tumblers. Nextround.store for the next round blend. And welcome back in here to Next Round Preps. John Lewis for Jerry Young here with you as we look ahead to week nine of the football season. This is going to be the final week of region play for a lot of teams. Some playoff spots are already locked up. If you look at my bracketology, by the way, alpreps.com, you can go catch it all right there. Also on Twitter, at alpreps, A-L-P-R-E-P-S. Um, you can find everything there. I finally got it out there. It was a little late this weekend. and So I go to the Alabama-Tennessee game, and then we had a uh, event on Sunday that we were a part of. And, so and you know, John, I messed up this way. I've gotten more phone calls and texts for messing up every saturday morning i post all the scores yeah. on my facebook page okay i forgot it saturday morning I you're the voice of high school sports it. you gotta post them i know it and <laughs> and so people have hounded me for the last few days like why in the world so i promise hey, i won't forget saturday i got the same thing for bracketology i usually come on friday night and do it right. but we actually hung out at thompson for a little bit friday night after right. the game and it was like 11 o'clock by the time we left so i was like i'm too tired i'll do it tomorrow well then the next day i went to tuscaloosa for the alabama game then i was too tired and it's like, where's the bracketology? I promise I'll get it done. I got it done finally Sunday night. But hey, you um, liked the second half Alabama team a lot better than the first half, didn't you? Uh, yes, I wish I would. the third quarter Alabama team especially. Third quarters when they took the lead against Texas. Third quarters when they took the lead against Tennessee. I'll take that any day of the week. Anyway, right. uh, speaking of good performances like Alabama in the third quarter, let's get to our Milo's Player of the Week, and the player this week is Carson McFadden from John Carroll. How about this? 322 all-purpose yards in their win over Jasper. Five touchdowns. He had six. 16 carries for 139 yards and two scores, plus 183 passing yards and three touchdowns. He was 12 of 15 passing. He also had three punts, including two down inside the 10-yard line. Um, so uh, just an outstanding job there from Carson McFadden. A big reason why John Carroll, I mean, we talked about at the beginning of the season. I was shocked that my home Patriots lost to John Carroll that first week of the season, but they have proven themselves to be a playoff team there. Uh, still got a little bit of work to do this week to make the playoffs, but they are the third seed as of right now uh, down there in that region behind Ramsey and Pleasant Grove and have a chance to uh, get a big win this week and, and lock up that third seed. Maybe make a little bit of a playoff run, but uh, congrats to Carson McFadden for being our Milo's player of the week this week for that win over Jasper. All right. Let's get into week nine games. Let's move on. I just lost everything on my spreadsheet here, so I got to scroll down. All right. So there's some smaller games. We usually kind of start around 4A, like 3A, 4A, and you know some of the bigger teams. We follow a lot of happening down in Mobile and, of course, all the stuff happening here in Central Alabama. But three big matchups down, uh, 4A, 3A, 2A, that I want to talk about here. Number one. Highland Home, the Flying Squadron. I think it's the best. I always do this every time I talk about them. Uh, the Flying Squadron down in Highland Home. I'm actually going to drive right by there, going down south this uh, this weekend. 9-0, 6-0 on the season. They are at Realtown. 8-0, 6-0 on the season. This is for the 2A Region 3 title there. Uh, Highland Home going into Realtown there to try to lock up that region. Up in 3A Region 1, Thomasville unbeaten, heading to Mobile Christian, who's sitting at 9-0, 6-0 in region play. Mobile Christian always year 
year in, year out, one of the best teams in the state, regardless of classification. That's for the 3A Region 1 title. Should be a good one down in Mobile. And then in Montgomery, Andalusia, 9-0, 6-0 on the season at Montgomery Catholic, 9-0, 6-0 on the season. For the 4A Region 2 title, these two teams have been absolutely phenomenal this season i talked about both of them being pound for pound for pound maybe one of the best teams in the state i know you don't typically look beyond seven or six eight to give one of the best teams in the state you go with thompson central phoenix city clay chalkville sarah and those teams but both these teams andalusia montgomery catholic catholic really all six of the teams i just said all really really solid teams that's for the 4a region two title so congrats to all those teams for a unbeaten season so far and uh, good luck this weekend in those games as well all right moving up to class 4a for region four this one matchup is for second in region four american christian always really good they have to travel to montevallo yeah, and you know, I noticed you made a note on here that Montevallo can tumble out with a loss. I did not realize that, but you know, Montevallo's only lost to Bibb County and West Blockton. So the Bibb County, the two Bibb County teams have given Montevallo a fit, but uh, they need a win. Montevallo can erase all that doubt, do everything with a win over American Christian, which is going to be a tall order. However, American Christian is 7-2, and two, so they've dropped a couple of games this year as well. Yeah, that uh, the reason they can tumble out non-region games, it could be, um, you know, the, here, for anybody that goes to L-Preps and checks out the bracketology and wonders, well, you know, hey, the team I like has won three games and the team they're competing against only, has only won one game out of region. The way it works is not winning percentage. Like in the NFL, it's just whoever has the most wins. That's how you make it. It's all based on win percentage. But that's not the way it works in the AHSAA. The way it works is – it's the quality of the teams that you've beaten. So what they do is they measure, so let's say um, Thompson this year, okay? So Thompson will only have played two non-region games. Now, they lost to Clay Chalkville. They beat Opelika. So Opelika right now is sitting at four wins. If Thompson were in a three-way tiebreaker, they would only have four wins to their name. Now, you look at a team like Hewitt Trustville. So like, there's a chance of a Hewitt Trustville-Hoover-Spain Park three-way tie. Mm-hmm that Hewitt Trust will beat a team like Huffman. Huffman has not scored a point all season, so there's right. no wins right there. Um, you know, but a team like uh, Spain Park beat Briarwood. Well, Briarwood's sitting there with four wins on the season. So beating Briarwood counts more than beating Huffman because it's 4-0 to zero based on wins that your uh, defeated opponents have. So it's really complicated, and there's a lot of tiebreakers that I've sat there and had to study forever to kind of understand how all this ultimately fits. But that's why a team like Montevallo, based on the it's the quality of the wins, it's not just the fact that you have the wins and losses. Um, so that's kind of what you have to keep in mind when it comes to thinking about where teams will ultimately fit within uh, within the bracket. Moving up into five eight region one. Viger, or no, this is still, uh, no, this is 5A. Viger at Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores will win the region with a win. Viger uh, could potentially drop out with a loss, and that's because of that UMS Wright forfeit that they won the game on the field. UMS Wright ended up getting the forfeit win. They also lost to Faith Academy on the field. But UMS Wright is at Faith Academy to help to kind of determine who could potentially be that fourth team in. Yeah, and these two teams, you know, we talked about UMS Wright in the first part of the show. They're five and three, four and two on the year. Five and three, four and two for Faith Academy, which we don't say very often either. Yeah. So uh, I think that's going to be a close matchup. But um, you know, once again, to go back one Viger with a chance, and you said that with that loss, but uh, that forfeit earlier. But that Gulf Shores team is good. Viger could upset Gulf Shores. That that's not a gimme in my book by any means. Oh yeah. But UMS Wright, Faith Academy, I think two squared off teams uh, you know it's a flip a coin 
And the loser is likely out between these two. This will be, this is a nine-team region, so it'll travel uh, to next week to see what happens. But what they're going to need, the loser is going to need BC Rain to lose to Alberta. And you know a lot about Alberta. Probably not going to happen because BC no. Rain's been pretty good this year. BC Rain already beat you and Miss Wright. But uh, the loser needs to hope for chaos if they still want to try to make it into the playoffs. Well, they can hope all they want to. Alberta's <laughs> not a very good football team. Just that simple. <laughs> Moving up to John Carroll, the team we just talked about. They take on Winona this week. John Carroll locks up third with a win. If Winona wins and Fairfield beats Hayden, It'll cause a three-way tie that's still likely John Carroll will win. So John Carroll looking good regardless to uh, make it into the playoffs there. We mentioned Moody and Leeds last week. Good close game there that the Green Wave ended up winning. Southside Gatson, they travel to Moody this week. Southside wins. They win 5A Region 6 and finish first, and Moody will be third. If Moody wins, it'll cause a three-way tie with both Leeds and Southside Gatson, uh, where it'll go to non-region games there. So the Blue Devils still trying to stay alive for that region title. Fairview at Russellville. Big matchup up north. Boy, you're not kidding. Uh, Fairview 8-0, Russellville 7-1. Uh, you know, these two teams, when, I, when I've highlighted this game to talk about a little bit, I know it's for the region title, but Fairview outplaying Russellville right now on paper, but I still like Russellville to come in and win the game. It's kind of a, a – not a catch-22, but it's just interesting to me. I think that's going to be one of the closest, best matchups in the state. Yeah, Russellville's a team I always keep an eye on. When I was at Homewood, that was the team we always had to get through. Uh, that's who I played in both my state championship games was Russellville. Um, even before Homewood moved to the south, they had to play them in the semifinals in the north in 2000 and 2001. So I remember going up there to watch those games and going up to Russellville and seeing the atmosphere up there. Russellville's always a team I keep my eye on when it gets to this point of the season. Who can make a little bit of a run, not only to potentially win the region title, to potentially uh, make a run towards a state title. Up in Class 6A, in Region 1, I mentioned Saralyn. And Theodore, they are playing for uh, basically first place. Saraland locks up the region title with a win. Theodore beat them last year. It was Saraland's only loss of the season last year, 27-26. Saraland got revenge and ended up winning the state title last year over Mountain Brook. But uh, Theodore did get the win in this game last year. However, they have to go to Saraland and have not been quite as strong this season. In Region 2, Carver Montgomery and Pike Road play in for the 6A Region 2 title with Tumka and Sidney Lanier playing for third and fourth. All four teams are locked into the playoffs. But Pike Road and Carver Montgomery both unbeaten at 5-0 and in Region play. And uh, the winner there will be the 1C coming out of Region 2. In Region 3, we mentioned it, Homewood, Briarwood, Helena, Ben Russell. These are all teams to keep an eye on. But, of course, we both have our eye on that Homewood-Briarwood game. Absolutely. You know, Homewood started out three losses. It's like, wow, what's happened to the Patriots? And then how many? One, two, three, four, five in a row. And yep. they've been convincing wins. And you go back and look at Benjamin Russell. They beat them 41-21. They beat Chilton County 34-13. They beat Pelham 31-21. These are quality wins for Homewood. You know, it's a rivalry game. I mean, you got to say Briarwood and Homewood, not just because their last part of their names are Wood, but Home and Briar. Well, it kind of became that way in the early 2000s when I was there. You had the right. Castiles at, at uh, Briarwood. You had me at Homewood, right. obviously. But, uh, you know, because that was right around the time when they started doing the one-and-a-half, you know, person or whatever, whatever right. it is for private schools, and they jumped up from 3A where they had been winning the state championships up to 5A, won a state championship in, what was that, 2003, it was Simeon Castillo's senior year. They beat us in the semifinals to end up going on to that state championship game. And it was back and forth. It's kind of how Thompson Hoover has been the last right. few years. It was kind of Homewood Briarwood there in 5A, and it's continuing now in 6A in that region. Yeah, you're right. Briarwood won it in 99 and 2000 because my son played on that team. But 
Yeah, I think you were at Homewood right after he graduated. Yeah. So, uh, but the Castiles at that time, you know, my gosh, he was like an eighth grader, ninth grader. He's like Trent Seaborn at, at yeah. Thompson. So uh, he he moved on. I remember a coach saying I was running the down marker one time, and they were up by a couple of touchdowns, and and uh, somebody said, "Hey, coach, we got this." And he said, "No, no, no. There's a Castile on the field for Briarwood. They're not out of it." Sure enough, Briarwood came back and won that game. So I'll never forget uh, that coach uh, who was at Chelsea at the time, who Briarwood was playing. So, yeah, this is going to be a great ball game. Look, my, the first time I ever uh, played Briarwood in my sophomore year, it was 18 to 13 at Briarwood. I mean, it was the definition of a slobber knocker. I mean, it. I could see the exact same thing happening in this game between Homewood and Briarwood. My four, put it in the formula. Homewood came out as a one and a half point favorite. That's about as close as it can get. So, uh, should be going there between Homewood and Briarwood. But Helena's at Ben Russell. They got to go down to alexander city so uh you know ben russell if they could pull an upset right there then all of a sudden you got homewood the winner if, if homewood wins homewood ben russell and helena a three-way tie there now helena has had some big wins in non-region play and you mentioned homewood struggled to start off uh ben russell has lost to central clay county so helena still might win that one i really hadn't done it because i don't expect that to happen but there's a chance there helena only about a touchdown favorite as they go down to ben russell in region four mcadory at hillcrest tuscaloosa uh, hillcrest they've already locked up the region but mcadory actually needs to win this game to guarantee that they make the playoff if they lose this there's a chance they can miss it. Other games going on in that region, Hueytown at Central Tuscaloosa. Central needs to win but still may miss because of that Bessemer City loss last week. And the Bessemer City at Paul Bryant. Bryant's still technically alive at 2-4 and four in region play, 3-5 and five overall. But Bessemer City has actually beaten both Central and McAdory, so if they beat Bryant, they'll be in. Um, There's just some absolute chaos behind Hillcrest and Hueytown in that region. But uh, McAdory, Central, Bessemer City, Bryant, all must-win scenarios there in that region. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Mountain Brook in Region 5 at Gardendale. Mountain Brook 4-1 of the season. They beat Mortimer Jordan last week, so they got the tiebreaker on them. Gardendale... They're at three and two. Uh, they've already lost to Mortimer Jordan and Parker in that region, but they're on a three-game win streak. Kind of the same thing. Talking about Homewood starting out 0-3, Gardner started out 0-5, and, and they've rattled off three straight there. Uh, so they are in the playoffs. Mountain Brook can lock up second with a win. Gardendale can cause a three-way tie. They could potentially send Mountain Brook to fourth because they lost to Vestavia, and, and uh, they beat Hoover, which doesn't really count for much like it used to. Um, they're in non-region play, so they would not have a very good non-region record when it comes to tiebreakers. Um, up in region – or this is actually a non-region game between – Region 5 and Region 6, and I only put it on here because we, we could potentially here. see history happen. Huffman, 0-9, 0-6 in region play. They are at Parker, who's 8-1, 6-0 in region play. They've already locked up the region title there over Mountain Brook, Jordan, and Gardendale. But we have never in the history of the AHSA had a team go 0-10 without scoring a single point. There have been a few six-point teams, and there have been a few seven-point teams. Most of those even come before the playoff era back in the uh, 70s. So this has never happened before. And Parker, they got a good team. Parker's got a chance to make a run in the, in the uh, playoffs, potentially to a state title. Parker upset Clay Chalvo last year. I can't wait for a potential Parker-Clay Chalvo matchup. I haven't even looked to see if they could potentially meet up uh, before the semis. But Huffman has not scored a single point all season. They are at Parker in a non-region game. Uh, let's see. Let's see if Parker can do it. They can get the final shutout. I thought maybe last week against Pell City they could have scored a point. Didn't do it. Parker trying to uh, make the impossible happen. In Region 6, where Huffman comes from, center point. They are at Oxford. Big matchup there for second in the region. Yeah, you know, we were talking about Pell City having to forfeit that game with Viger at the same time. This has something to play into that as well. But George Bates, Sam Adams at Oxford, George Bates at center point. 
George Bates has only lost one game. You want to guess who it's to? Uh, Clay Chalkboard. Yep. All right, so, you know, they got a good football team, and so does uh, Oxford. We know that. So, uh, you know, I always – I know that Oxford's riding high right now, but for some reason George Bates seems to always – you know, come up with that big win when he needs it. The only difference is, is that center point's got to travel to Oxford. All that new facility, all those new upgrades might have center point a little wide-eyed when they hit the field. So I think it's going to be a toss-up game. Oxford should be favored heavy to win. I just like like the center points chance. Yeah, I got Oxford by about 21 in this game, based strictly based on the numbers. Uh, you think they'll bring center point in and say, hey, here's all our, our cool new facilities yeah, y'all can I, check I out. I would. I'd give them a tour. <laughs> uh, you're right. It could be a little intimidating because right. we were there with Thompson a couple years ago when they were starting to build all of that stuff, and yeah. it was intimidating just seeing it. I mean, look, Thompson has facilities like that too, but going in and seeing those pictures, it's an incredible facility over there at Oxford. But uh, center point only in, this, only in this position. They're guaranteed at least third, even if they lose this game, because of that forfeit. They lost to Pell City on the field end up getting that forfeit win if not they would have had a chance to finish fourth or tumble out depending on what happened because they could put them at three losses had they lost to you know Pinson or Shades Valley I mean they kind of lucked out with that Pell City uh, forfeit win coming back their way where they could potentially get home field if they win this game up in class 7a Foley at Daphne and uh Boy, you know, it's always weird when you say kind of the same with Prattville. Prattville's out of it already, but Foley, they must win to try to make it in. Daphne, they'll lock up third if they get the win here. It's just weird to say, you know, Foley potentially miss, Prattville potentially miss. I know we talk about it every year, but yeah. uh, both of them trying to get back to their old ways there. Well, you know, some of the Foley kids, I understand, have moved over to Gus Shores, you know, and Gus Shores, speaking of facilities, you see that. Oh, yeah. Gus Shores just announced they're about to drop multi-millions of dollars in a new facility. So, um yeah, that's uh, interesting that Foley, I don't know if they're down a little bit the last year or two because of that. I don't know. But uh, I do know that there are some kids that were living in Foley that now live in Gulf Shores. Yeah, Gulf Shores obviously uh, doing really good. I'm beating on the season. We talked about them earlier playing Viger. Up in Region 2, Dothan at Opelika. Opelika, if they lose, they're out. This is their last region game. They will not go on to next week like most teams in this region will. Dothan, meanwhile, can uh, lock things up getting to 5-2 and two on the season if they get the win over Opelika. We saw Opelika early in the season against Thompson. You know, they had their moments, but in a region with Central, in a region with Auburn, Enterprise, Dothan, it's going to be tough for Opelika in that one. I do like Dothan uh, to get the win over Opelika in this one. Moving up to Region 4 before we jump into Region 3 and a couple of big games there. Uh, Spartman at Florence. Basically a battle to get in right now. Spartman gets the win. They'll jump into that four seed. If Florence gets a win, they'll likely be that four seed. This is almost a battle to see who gets to play Thompson in a couple of weeks uh, since Thompson's already locked up that first seed. And then Austin, they're at Huntsville. Austin, if they win, they'll lock up second. And they'll get a first if James Clemens loses. James Clemens should not lose. They're playing one of the bottom teams there. Cameron River, it's Albertville, Grissom. They're playing one of the bottom teams there in Region 4. Huntsville, they need to win to try to make the playoffs. If they lose, they are officially out. Moving into Region 3, we talked about Spain Park, the big win they had over Hewitt Trustville last week. They get Oak Mountain this week. Technically alive. They obviously got to get a win over Oak Mountain. We expect that to happen. Vestavia, they're at County. This is basically a battle for pride for Tuscaloosa County because they cannot make it even though they're sitting at 2-4 and four on the season. Vestavia, they need to win to guarantee a top three seed. Technically, if they lost to County and Hoover beat Thompson, they would jump them. Also, Hewitt Trustville sitting at four and two. Hoover, Vestavia, Hewitt are all technically tied right now at four and two. Thompson's already won at six and zero. Oh. Hewitt Trustville, they are at Chelsea. They're six and three, four and two. Chelsea two and seven, one and five. If Chelsea wins, it could cause chaos. That's a big if. 
But then again, we said it was a big if with Spain Park, and oh, it that's happened. That's right. That's a big so big. So you never but, know. Just throwing that out there. If Chelsea Chelsea wins and Thompson wins and Spain Park wins, it will cause a three-way tie between Hewitt, Spain Park, and Hoover, where it will go to non-region games, which Hoover has not won a single game. Therefore, they cannot win that. Hewitt Trustful lost to Central and beat Huffman. That's zero. They would have to take all their wins from Gadsden City. Spain Park beat Calera, who either has one or no wins, but they beat Briarwood, who could potentially get their fifth win this weekend and potentially end up with six. Um, And then I don't remember who they have next week. They do have somebody next week, or they have another game. Anyway, there's a chance that Spain Park could work their way in with this. So... Spain Park's got to win. Hewitt Trussell has got to win to lock up second and to uh, move on to the playoffs and get that home field. Meanwhile, we'll be at the Hoover Met in a game that has lost a lot of its luster. Hoover sitting at 4-5 and five on the season. Thompson at 7-1. and one. Nothing is at stake because we expect Hoover to lose this game. They still will be fourth. Thompson, if they win or lose, will still be first. Nothing really is at stake unless Hoover can win and another upset happens to maybe move up to third. But... A little shocking that we're at this point. So, John, we go back 10 weeks ago. I'm sitting here saying, hey, Hoover's going to have a losing record when, when I get to Thompson. You'd have kicked me off no the way. show. Yeah. yeah. No way. I mean, it'd have been, uh, man, this guy's gone crazy. That's worse than your uh, Chelsea over Hoover last week. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, you know, a losing record. Here's what's on the line for Hoover a 500 season mm-hmm. and a guaranteed spot in the playoffs, in, even though it's a four seat. They lose this game. Like those scenarios you just said happens, then Hoover's out of the playoffs if one of those scenarios happen. But also, they end up with a losing season. When's the last time that ever happened? I don't even know. i got to go back and research it. But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot on the line, and there's nothing on the line. Everything's on the line for Hoover. Thompson doesn't matter to them other than bragging rights. That's the only importance of this game. But it's going to be a good game. It's going to be played at the Hoover Met. We'll have it for you John and I will be there on the call. You can find it at the warriornationnetwork.org. You can watch it if you're a subscriber to the NFHS Network, or you can listen to it for free right there. Just click the radio broadcast there under Listen Now. So warriornationnetwork.org. You have to go back to, I decided to look it up while you're doing that, 1998, they went 4-6. and six. Gerald Gann's last year there, uh, Coach Gann, actually volunteer coach at Birmingham Southern when I was there, his son, the athletic director now at Homewood. But... Um, and did a lot of good John Carroll other schools. But, yeah, he went 4-6 and six in his last year there. The year right before, a man named Rush Probst came in, went 7-3, and three, and then obviously the rest is history after that. So it's been a while since a that's while. happened. It's been a while. Uh, 25 years since they've had a losing record there overall on the season. So we'll see what happens. Thompson at Hoover will be at the Hoover Met, like Jerry just mentioned, on the call there on the Warrior Nation Network. And after Friday night, I will try to go in and update everything I can. I'm going out of town this weekend, but before I leave, I'm going to knock everything out. And it will all be up at alpreps.com. That's where all the bracketology is now. If I didn't name a game and you're kind of wondering, hey, is this team in the bracket or are they not, go to alpreps.com. Every classification is there. Click it. It's all done by region. So you can go and look and see who's in and who's out and kind of get a look at the bracket right now. Still plenty to be decided, but get a look at the bracket right now and see what could potentially happen for your team. All right. Week 10, next week, final week of the regular season, and then the fun begins with the playoffs. We'll break down all the Week 9 action and look ahead to the final week of the regular season and non-region play for most teams next week right here on Next Round Preps.